Welcome to Drinking During Business Hours, where we have interesting conversations over a great bottle of wine. Drinking is optional. So sometimes my guest doesn't drink and they just watch me drink. That's fine too. I'm Sarah Halstead, your host. Support the show by subscribing, following, liking, and reviewing our episodes. Check out my website, Sarah J. Halstead, for my latest stand updates and social media links. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Drinking During Business Hours. Thanks so much for tuning in. Once again, it's a beautiful day here in sunny Los Angeles, not a cloud in the sky, and we are in a dark basement with no windows. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what can I say? It just never rains here in LA. I'm sorry. We need the rain. I'm not bragging. I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked today because not only do I get to drink great bubbly and uh, and chat with a creative, but she happens to be one of my very best friends. And she has been on the Drinking During Business Hours first uh, season back in 2017. So this is a part two. And she was also on my podcast, Jimmy and Sarah on the Sunset Strip back in the day at the Comedy Store. Welcome back, uh, uh, animal activist and actress, Iris El Mario. Oh, thank you. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. First of all, <gasps> cheers. Sante. <laughs> yes, I need this. What, uh, yes. Uh, salute. salute. Um, <laughs> it is wonderful to see you. Uh, I chose Banshee Brute, a new sparkling in the market uh, made uh, by Banshee. This is this is their brand new bubbly. And it's uh, the three grapes of champagne, Chardonnay, Pinot Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier, uh, Method Champenois, and it's okay, uh, okay, what? <laughs> uh, Method Champenois, uh, and it's it's delightful. It's crisp. It's aromatic. It's uh, apple spice and everything nice. I like it. That was good. Yeah, thank you for that. And if anyone would like more information about Banshee, visit FullyFoodAndWineSociety.com. Iris, wow, let's just talk about the most exciting giddiest thing happening right now tales of the walking dead yes yes and you're in it oh my gosh i can't believe i'm part of the walking dead universe yeah yeah congratulations yeah. i can believe it i can absolutely believe it well you know you do these self-tapes and you wonder is anyone watching are we just like kind of sending it off into the ether so it was yeah. it was really wonderful a um, lot of so self-tapes are auditions there they've replaced what the audition used to be back in the day uh actors would go into casting offices um and now we have to kind of be our own directors and set up lights and the camera on the tripod the editing and, and the audio backdrop and, the and yeah <laughs> editing audio and yeah. how many would you say you have done before you had a booking if you don't mind sharing um I don't I mean probably all throughout shutdown um well we weren't auditioning for that first year but um I don't know a lot a and lot, right? Yeah, I was like, I was getting a lot of opportunities because, you know, the industry started to open up and uh, things started to come in. And I was on hold for a couple of shows. As a matter of fact, when I got uh, Tales of the Walking Dead, I was on hold for The Resident, that Fox show. Oh, yeah. Very and good show. Uh, I was put I on hold a that. week. Thank you. I was put on it uh, on hold a, a week before. 
And uh, when we got the call from uh, Tails, they said, oh, Iris is in first place. We'd like to send her to network. And I was like, send, send me. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. But then my agent said, you know, we have to check and find out if you've been released from the resident. And I said, well, they need to let us know. And then they said, yes, she's released, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, great, fine. And then this, uh, the next day we found out that it was uh, a sealed deal. And I was getting, I had to pack and get ready to go to Atlanta for three weeks. I love that. And I also, I love how it can be quiet and it could feel frustrating frustrating at times and who knows how long that's you know it just it's really a roller coaster and bookings and activity goes in spurts like it just happens all at once like quiet 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 and then all of a sudden boom you know on hold for two uh, really big opportunities simultaneously mm-hmm. and um, you know I was on hold for another show it was a Netflix show I won't say but um, I was on hold for like three months <sighs> and every time I had you know another booking come up or something that would maybe interfere with those dates that I was put on hold um, we would have to go back to casting and say hey can she do this other thing and they said yeah sure you know we're we don't know our dates yet until they finally said, well, she's released. And I was like, really? Wow. It would have been good to let you know, right? Yeah. No, but it's fine. But they usually don't, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you, you're hoping like the day comes and you go, they still haven't made a, a decision. Maybe they're going to call me the morning of. And then the day's over and you go, well, maybe they didn't shoot today. <laughs> maybe they moved the shoot day. You just don't know. Like we're just supposed to be mind readers, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so, you know, the, the whole process is so rigorous. And I don't think that a lot of people realize how difficult it is to book anything in Hollywood and you know just the submissions alone so your team and you have a team mm-hmm. you're th- including your theatrical ad- agent so they submit you and you are thrown in with probably what, thousands thousands of submissions at that point so it starts with the competition being in the thousands that's where it starts. That is. Step I mean, just one. getting the audition is is a lottery win. Get, and go, getting oh, wow. the audition now, they probably have it narrowed down to how many do you think to audition. You know, I keep hearing crazy numbers, submissions of anywhere between three to five thousand per character. And, wow! Um, I wow. Obviously, they're not watching that many. So you want to get your tape in. On the earlier part of that. Wow. I because if they not. find what they're looking for, they're just going to keep it moving because they've got other characters, other roles that they need to, to fill in. I was not prepared for that number to be that high. I thought yeah. that by the time it was like the audition process, I thought it was more like 100. Well, I mean, that's the submissions, right? And then from there, they'll choose how many self-tapes they want to Okay. Okay. So yes, I have no idea. I have no, is it a a few hundred and what do they boil it down to 50 and then they boil it down to 10, then they boil it down to five. And it's just, you know, I mean, getting the audition is, is a lottery win, but booking an audition. So, (laughs) so it, so it starts as you're in a pool of thousands, then you're in a pool of hundreds. Mm -hmm. Then the callback, you're in a pool of hopefully no more than 10, right? (sighs) Right. I mean, I mean I, hopefully, you know, you always want like you always want a fighting chance. Yes, right? yes. And with uh, with uh, Fox, uh, the resident on Fox, I did the audition and then off tape, I was told that I was on hold, uh, that I was pinned. And then for Tales of the Walking Dead, I only did that one self tape and they said, OK, we're going to send your tape to uh, network to see if they approve so then that so so then they they can choose you and there's still another process to finalize it then they have to get approval by the network so you know what was really nice what was really i know i keep going back away from the mic let me stay very close to it um (laughs) but the 
our director, Deborah, she was so wonderful. And she is an actor's director and she was an acting teacher for years. And now she's a director. She's been a director for a while. Um, she reached out and said, Hey, what's your, what's your process? You know, I was like, no directors ever asked me that. And, um, you know, I should say getting back to, um, the selection and the booking, she did say you were my first choice, but I don't always get my first choice. And she said, I'm very happy that I got my first choice. And I would think that a director would get their first choice. You would think that they would be the boss. Yeah. Yeah. But there are a lot of people, a lot of cooks in the kitchen, a lot of people Mm -hmm. deciding on whether you get the job or not. And then when I got it, you know, she did that with the other actors as well. She said, you know, do you use imagination or actions? What exactly, you know, what's your process? So when we're on set, we can work with you in in your way. And uh, she was, she was great. Well, how lovely to know that you were the director's first choice. And I would imagine that'd be somewhat empowering and it would boost confidence knowing that, hey, yeah, you're not, you know, you're not disappointing the director. You you were her choice. Yeah, she basically and was like, I've, I've got your back. Let's play, let's storytell. And I thought, oh, this is great. Wonderful. You and you, you had a, a lot of meaty dialogue. And not only that, but what was really interesting uh, we're friends. We'll see so what we, we'll see what well, ends well, that, up in the that's final true. Cut. That's true. That's true. And, th- and then you have to find out like <laughs> if your scenes were cut, um, and you don't usually find out until the premiere when you invi- invited all of your friends and family. Yes, it's and so that's fun. Ha- that's happened to me before with the show that I was on. I invited everyone, and a friend of mine said, "That's it." And I was like, "Get away from me!" I'm like, "You have no idea what I had to do to just book this one job." And, and then, and then to promote and to yeah. absolutely, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I've oh, I remember being on a show and I promoted and promoted and I made such a big deal and I had a publicist and I'm doing red carpet and yeah. and yeah uh completely completely <laughs> and the day shut comes out. And you go, like oh not gosh. even one peep out of my character not oh one. no yeah yeah so uh, that le- lesson learned there but it's uh it yeah. just it happens I know with tales I know I have a few friends that's they're they're reaching out going oh, are you gonna have you know a viewing party am I I kind of want to watch it by myself. Yeah, you never know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. Um, Well, you also were, you had to kind of downplay your looks for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't want glam. And I'm finding that that's television shows today in 2022. It's all about real people and Mm -hmm. they don't want those perfect, you know, um, made up. uh, Those are very specific characters. mm -hmm. In general, they just want to, see that you're relatable so when people are at home watching they can relate and mm-hmm. instead of because mm-hmm. if it takes them out of it if it's right. just a whole fantasy the entire show exactly beautiful, where everyone just- has a filter <laughs> and they wake up with you know sexy mother pucker lip balm and <laughs> and lashes and they roll over <laughs> on top of their hot fiance's chest and uh, okay it's another show that um, was last night no, i'm kidding <laughs> yeah right <laughs> as i drink my champagne um no, uh, but, but that was really, it's interesting. How did you feel auditioning with no makeup? And I know, loved really it. I loved hair pulled it. back, very understated mm-hmm. with that. And, mm-hmm. and where it was just about your talent and your craft and delivering. That's, that was the most important thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, with this genre, horror genre, I've never worked in horror genre, horror genre before. Um, I mean, it comes with it, right? You're just completely stripped down. That's how the the Walking Dead universe works. I don't think I've ever seen someone that's like super made up on any of those shows. Yeah. Um, And I should say this is an anthology series and there's, which means that there's standalone episodes. There's six episodes in this first season and we'll see how it goes. 
Um, but I, I loved it. I didn't have to worry about, do I look good? Do I need to, you know, move my face in a certain angle? It was just being, it was about being present Mm -hmm. in the story and connecting. That had to be refreshing that you didn't have to worry about that other piece of it, you know? Yeah. 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 uh, I think that when you fidget, when you start thinking about that kind of stuff, you're already out of it. Yeah. You shouldn't be thinking about that at all. Like you just have to know that you, you know, um, that you look really hot. (laughs) 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 You just got to have, you know, be confident that, you know, and, and, (laughs) or, or, you know, you have to just know that that's not what it's about. And, um, and I, I just emphasize it because it's really, you know, to be, to be an actor in Hollywood, you have to be really disciplined in that category of things. You have to, you know, it's either you're a model or you're Mm -hmm. an actor. I mean, every discipline is different or you're a host or you're a dancer, but as an actor, you have to strip away. You have to be okay with just being vulnerable, exposed, guttural everything you know your flaws and weakness there's no such thing as weakness that's that's power especially in acting and in life uh you're a mentor to many in this in the acting community as um just uh really giving pro tips on self tapes and um and the audition process and you're uh you've been on many um podcasts and you've been interviewed plentiful interviews where you're talking about your passion for the craft and you have really you could teach I would imagine if you wanted to I don't think mm-hmm. you probably have time with your crazy busy right now schedule. I don't but I have coached but actors you, you, and I love you're, it you're I an acting coach yeah you're an acting coach and a mentor to many mm-hmm. um you it, it you exude passion for the craft you love this. I do. I'm you kind of obsessed acting. with it. <laughs> you really, really are. Like, because if I'm not acting, I'm watching YouTube videos about it, uh, interviews with uh, other fellow actors uh, or master teachers or helping other actors break down their scripts and diving deeper into story. And, you know, we talk about, um, you know, what makes your interpretation unique? You know, you can't think about so-and-so and so-and-so who's auditioning for the same thing and they've been on this show. No, you just have to stay in your lane, stay focused and own, own your, own your talent. Own your talent and have fun along the way and really mm-hmm. enjoy the process and the journey um, and not be rushed and not want it so soon. I mean, I know we all want it soon, sooner than later, uh, but you have seemed to just really not really cultivate, you have cultivated the process and the journey and you have made it part of your uh persona social media within your social media presence and uh social media yeah social media (laughs) it's work yeah it is it's a lot of work and yeah uh, but I I just really appreciate that about you and you've helped me a lot and I know you've you've helped a lot of others in the acting community and you love it so much that I sometimes you have helped me with a self-tape at like 11 at night like 11 midnight (laughs) and I feel so badly no I'm like I love it and but you love it and then you'll break down the character you take your time you're not, I mean, we have done, we've been <laughs> self-taping until like two and maybe That's even true. three in the morning. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, like yeah, we, <laughs> we go for it and we create and we have a blast. Yeah. And I think that's what it's about. You have to really enjoy the process because if you don't, you're just setting yourself up for a really tough time ahead. You know, and I've said it before, I think on your podcast, the, the, it's, the extremes are so, it's just so extreme. 
right? It's high lows. And if you don't have anything else going on in your life and it's just acting, mm-hmm. oh boy. Difficult road that, ahead. Yeah, that too. So, you I mean, I love balanced. it, but I, I have so many other things going on in my life. You do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Um, well, that that's a perfect segue into your, you are the co-founder of WUFA. Mm-hmm. Women United for Animal Welfare. Love it. Love yeah. it. And tell us a little bit about that and, um, so, and where know, you are with it today. Sure. You know, I think a lot of people think that we're a rescue and we're not. We don't have a physical space to bring animals to. What we do is we um, partner with organizations locally and abroad, mostly abroad, I would say, and help them with their rescue efforts. So that could mean fundraising for them, helping set up um, spay and neuter programs, uh, educational programs, sometimes finding uh, fosters or adopters. We Mm -hmm. have uh, a few dogs that are coming from Korea. Um, Just the other day, actually a week ago from today, I was with a coworker and we were, she was driving, I was sitting shotgun and this little puppy came running out into the middle of traffic Mm. right in front of our vehicle. Oh no. And I said, stop. She stopped. Of course. I mean, I just thought, God, really? Uh, why <laughs> you? I swear that angels are like, no, do this in front of Iris El Mario because she'll pick up the little pup and she'll, she'll and take I did. I did. Yeah, of course you did. She went around the van into traffic. She was panicking, confused, uh-huh. didn't know what was happening. I'm like going, stop, stop the traffic. And I was able to get her and I asked around. No one knew this puppy. It didn't belong to anyone. And then there was uh, an employee at the local Smart and Final close by. Uh, can I say that? <laughs> I think so. Sure. Okay. We're not telling people to go grocery shop at Smart and Final. <laughs> but anyways. But Over I, here on 4th Avenue, 20807 <laughs> West Hollywood, 91602. No. <laughs> Torrance, actually. Oh, Torrance. But, uh, but anyway, so I, I saw, you know, she was looking over and I said, do you recognize this puppy? And she said, oh, yeah, that dog's been out in the street for a while. I said, well, what do you mean? How, what's a while? And she said, for a few weeks. And I said, oh, you know, she's coming home with me. And so there's no microchip. You know, we've looked on Facebook at the shelter to see if there's someone that's looking for her. No one's looking for her. So she's been staying home with me. Um, She's actually now with Valerie, with the president of WUFA, um, helping. So we're going to, we're going to place her soon. She needs to be vetted. And okay. um, So it's never a dull moment. (laughs) But that is, that is an example of what your organization does. You help place well, I mean, we we really do more um, setting up spam neuter programs and fundraising okay. and that okay. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, something like that, when you know, you I wasn't, I told right away, I took a video, showed the girls, you know, we're on a thread for WUFA. And I said, and they said, well, welcome to WUFA, little girl. I mean, I wasn't going to, you know, place the puppy back in the street, you know, right, right, especially for what we do. Well, again, you were um, an angel and some <laughs> the higher powers it be. <laughs> put her in your path yeah I do really think I was like that was fate we got off on the wrong exit we weren't supposed to be in that area anyway it's just you know but it it just it floors me that your heart for for dogs and dogs that really need your help dogs that need our help and people don't think about you know they I mean you know everybody has their um their their charitable pursuits you know mm-hmm. uh, you know p- people have a soft spot for various categories I'm like, and, do they and hmm. well I, yeah <laughs> I, I don't know I, I'd like to think someone has something yeah you know that they that they're passionate about and and mm-hmm. advocate but um but the animals they they don't have a voice and they're often forgotten especially 
during trying times. And sure. you and yeah. your organization are always there when we're not necessarily thinking about the animals. The Ukraine, for example. Yeah, we did a, a huge uh, donation drive and one of our co-founders, Dr. Soto, she's a vet. Mm-hmm. And she, along with another vet and a team of volunteers, went to Poland um, about 30 minutes away from the border of Ukraine. And the idea was not to go into Ukraine, but to stay in Poland and help the animals that were being brought over the the border. But it was so bad. They, you know, in the text thread, they said, we're going in. So we checked the area to make sure that it was safe. And we said, okay, go ahead. And so, I mean, what they saw once they crossed that border, it was just animal wise. Let's just talk about that. Animals who, because of explosions, you know, have, um, you know, part of equipment or materials stuck in their forehead or lacerations and burns. It was just really, really bad. Um, They came back that night. They thought about staying overnight, but they ended up coming back pretty late. It was after midnight. Um, And that area was bombed the next day. Oh, damn it. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. And, you know, we, we got a little bit of backlash. I mean, some people, some people were like, well, why don't you help the humans? What about the animals? I mean, I'm sorry. What about the humans? Why are you helping the animals? And uh, we did help humans. You know, we, we um, gathered donations and uh, volunteers went into um, the encampments and, you know, gave them the donations. And well, you know, you it's know. also, it's a, the animals help the humans too. Where would we be without yeah. our animals? And it's just, it's That's nice true. that you're looking out for them because that was a factor that, I hadn't thought of until I saw your Instagram and I saw you showing the videos. I thought, oh my God, the animals, right? You know, it's just one of those things. So it's, it's nice that someone is looking out. It's, it's relieving and thank you. You know, and oh, I mean, yeah. and I, well, I'm I mean, sure yeah, the animals it's not me, would thank it, you. It, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of us. Sure. Thank well, you, I, yeah, yeah, I know it. It's, it's, you're, you're a team. You're a strong team and you've been working together a team for of a women. while. A team of women. A team of women. I will tell Love you it. when, when, you know, obviously war, I, I can't imagine everyone's running, but they're leaving, you know, the shelter and these animals locked in these kennels without food, without water. You go uh. back two weeks later, most of them are already dead or on their way out. Uh. Um, so, you know, our team actually dealt with some of that too. Um, so yeah, we're, no one we're thought of it, you know, right. Because there's a lot more resources for people, for humans, but not really for animals. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, this is the lane that we're in, but you did yeah. rescue, you did, you do have some, uh, some happy stories yeah. from, from that mission and every mission, because yeah. you do get a few lucky dogs that you save for sure, including the one that's sitting to your <laughs> right. And do you, it, would she be cool if you put her up on the table and we got a shot of her in the She's, or is she sleeping? I think she's sleeping. Oh, okay. We don't have to. But this is a miraculous story. This is. I'll put her on the in the table uh, in a minute. This yeah. is Coco from China, and can you just kind of refresh our memory with how how you? She's like, oh, leave me alone. Oh, oh, don't worry. <laughs> the, the light just fell. Hopefully, it didn't fall on Coco. <laughs> oh, she's awake now. Are you gonna keep that? In? Me, me and my great ideas. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let me go fix that. You know. What's Don't really unfair is it's my light, Iris, <laughs> that you knocked over and not your light, my light. <laughs> the, I'm over 40. I need to be lit like a Christmas tree, okay? Like that. I, I can't. I think I think it's just the court. It's okay. It I doesn't even turn on. It's all right. I got my footage in the beginning of the... <laughs> of the interview. I'm just not going to use any of this footage where where I look dark 
not dark, but though. I mean, I wish, is it not connected? I don't look okay. When I'm not lit, it's not that I look dark. I look dead. It's, you, you know, it's look not. Hey, you got it. You got it to come on again. Oh, <laughs> uh, really wants to go on the table now. So I'm going to put her on the table. Poor um, Coco. She she survived China, but she didn't survive <laughs> drinking during business hours. <laughs> so, I am so sorry. No, no, I I'm the one who me and my cockadoodle ideas to get the dog on the table. So. It was a it was a terrible idea. I have I have bad ideas. Don't worry about it, Iris. It's all good. We need to get you lit. No, it's all it's fine. I'm already lit good. from this. I'm already lit from the champagne. It's fine. <laughs> I don't need to be any more lit, especially right. after I guzzle this. Hey. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, I'm so, sorry. so Coco, oh, hi, go, sweetie. Hi. Oh my gosh, she's so sweet. Do you want to turn so, like, oh, oh her little ears. You can just tell. Oh, we could put her. I didn't mean to scare her. We could put her back down. I No, she's good. She probably doesn't want to be next to that light. <laughs> or And she probably, you know, she's Can more of a behind-the-scenes dog. She doesn't really like to be in front of the camera. I No, that's not true. You've actually, she starred in a couple print ads because I've seen her <laughs> in some print ads. Yeah, I took her to a... Um, you know, one of these red carpet events and she had her first Getty image. Oh, <laughs> oh Getty photo. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I did a, a, a show recently and she's, she's in it. Yeah. I put it on my Instagram. She's a really neat dog. And you could tell Thank by you. her ears that she's not, she's not an American. She's, she's interesting. <laughs> no. Yeah. She's different. Yeah. She, um, well, when I, I spent some time in China working at a dog rescue and uh, when I arrived with Valerie, the president of Wufa, um, Coco was new to, to the shelter. Um, uh, she was found out in the street, uh, wasn't really moving. Um, wow. they weren't sure if she had, uh, you know, broken a bone or fractured something. Um, so they brought her in and, you know, Valerie said, okay, we're, we're, <laughs> we need to take Coco back to the States because they did, they didn't have the resources set up to find out what was going on, x-rays and that sort of thing. So we brought back four dogs, three were from a slaughterhouse and then Coco Estray. Mm. Um, and I took her to the, um, the bone specialist the very next day. And she said, um, yeah, no broken bone, no fracture. This is a rose of arthritis. And her legs were straight when she first arrived. And now they're starting to cripple because we're talking about five years later. Um, and, you know, she's in that bag. She has a VIP ride on my shoulder. Wow. She goes everywhere with me. Sometimes she comes to set or, or wardrobe fittings or, yeah. And, you know, aside of of that, you know, issue, uh, she radiates health. I mean, she radiates it. She's yeah. shiny. And she is shiny. Yeah. I mean, her first, she's really soft. She's happy. I mean, she's yeah. she's yeah. just a sweet little thing. Thank that's, you. And Yeah. That's it's funny. I take her story. everywhere. Even Trader Joe's are like, uh, where's Coco? Yeah. Well, she's <laughs> kind of the, the town celebrity. Yeah. And she's kind of, you know, when they're this, how, how much does, does she weigh? Uh, like 10 pounds. So it's, they're kind of easy to, yeah, it's easy to tote around. Yeah, and you can take her on a plane and mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. restaurants, and no one really gives you. They a don't time, say anything. I, I think once someone said something, and I was like, "Well, what a jackass you are!" Yeah, I mean, plus, <laughs> like, this, plus this is LA, you know. And it's yeah, it's so funny. Everybody. One of my brothers, when he was visiting, he said, "I cannot believe how dog friendly LA is." I said, "Yeah, 
I'm so happy. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone has a quote unquote emotional support animal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, she's my ESA. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of easy to get, you know, uh, in kind of uh, fudge that system a little bit. Set up that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Just to get uh, an apartment, rental apartments. You can do it if you have, you know, if if you're flying. Yeah. No dogs allowed unless it's an emotional support animal. So yeah. well, as long as your dog isn't psycho, you know, yeah, like just yeah. barking and going crazy and breaking furniture and, you know. Right, exactly. Tearing Which down the does, apartment. That does happen sometimes. Yeah. You know, people come into restaurants with their huge dogs and <laughs> that's just, it's funny, but it's LA. Um, well, that's a, I, that's a great, happy story about yeah. Coco and, and the dogs that you, that you have rescued yeah, and, it's um, nice to it's, see how you know, they're they're grateful. People are like, "Oh, what do you mean they're grateful?" I'm like, "They are." You can you can tell. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's very very happy, and uh, and definitely camera ready. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny because I'll bring other dogs home, you know, fostering the dogs that are coming in from Korea or whatever, and she just looks at me like, "What? Who who's this now?" You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think she's gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you're, you've been, it's been a trying year for everyone, you know, it's been just trying times, but you've had, um, an additional, uh, you know, and, and what would we call it? Like it's, it's a, an additional challenge because your mother has been ill and, yeah. um, it was d- difficult to, you know, I, I've wanted you on the show for a while now and, um, but your schedule is so rigorous. I don't know how you do it all because you're, you know, you're a full-time actor and you are a working actor and you have, you know, your, uh, your nonprofit and you are pretty much the caretaker to your mother or you're in charge of all of that. And, yeah. and this is, so thank you for finding time. Well, thank and, you for having me. Thanks for being flexible because, um, you know, I did have to have that talk with my, with my reps and said, you know, my mom is really sick. Um, and to be transparent, you know, as of two weeks ago, I had to put her on hospice um, you know, a lot of people hear hospice and they go, oh my God, she's on her way out right yes, now. You know, yes, because there, back in the day, hospice, that's what it represented. Right. Zero to six months or whatever. Mm. And I, I don't know how much time my mom has left, but I mean, I've heard people, um, you know, there have been cases where people have been on hospice for two, three years and that sort of thing, but she has Parkinson's. It's a terminal disease. It's not going to get better. It's not going to go away among other things that she's dealing with health wise. So it's gotten really complicated and to be her number one caretaker is it's really, it's difficult. I'm learning oh, as yeah. I go along. Sure. People have asked me if I'm a nurse because I watch, you I'm moving her and yeah, I have to, uh, you yeah. know, her place looks like a hospital with all the medical equipment. I'm having to troubleshoot and juggle and you know, you know, the system is set up. I've told you to, mm-hmm. to just have you give up, you know, maybe to weed out the people who really don't need it. But my mom really does need the, these resources and help. Oh yeah. Parkinson's. Um, so I spend a lot of time on the phone. It's really frustrated. And you know, in between it all, you know, I've got, you know, the dogs and I've got auditions and I got an audition today, which I'm really excited about. That's due tomorrow. And I'm thinking, when am I going to have time to to do this? And you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And yeah, I it, figure it, it out. somehow do it. just works out. And, uh, the, you know, we, we somehow are able to, I don't know when my mom was was ill. I w- also had to take care of her, and but I had I had a lot of help. I had my dad, and I had my brother, and because we all lived in the same. I did live in New York, but I I flew back to uh, 
Michigan full time to to help uh, right. care for her. So yeah. my family, so they're all in New York. They're all so in New York. I'm it's here. just it's just you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so I I don't know what that's like to not have the house. It was so trying at the time. Yeah. Um. And but I, I do remember hospice being an absolute lifesaver. And they were, uh, you know, very, very helpful. But that that was back in the day when hospice, like they came in when they had to come in, like when it was, you know, seven days out kind yeah. of thing. But now they're there to comfort you and to comfort your mother uh, for as long as it takes. And yeah. Parkinson's is it's you you don't really know it's just kind of more of a slow like a slower progression well you would think it was it would be a slower progression there are five stages to it and last year when she was diagnosed i asked you know where is she and he said oh about two and a half but at this point we're further along and she's had and her health has declined twice since may and it's weird because for mother's day i took her out and it seemed like she was fine and then suddenly you know, she can't move. She can't stand. You know, it's hard for her to walk. Her bones are starting to stiffen. And, you know, the tremor is stronger. Um, the speech is starting to, you know, get affected. And so there's a lot going on. Yeah. You know, it's just it very strange from someone that, you know, uh, was a, a lot more active just a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. That's really hard. And um, I remember just, you know, something... Uh, this this force that I I didn't even know I was capable. It just whoosh. It just it just enters, and you just end up doing these heroic things. You know that you didn't even realize you were capable of. Yeah, and, and I know that you can manage everything. I just know that you can because you have that superstar power. You yeah. know, and and well, you're thanks. doing it, and it it will work out. And I just want to tell you how much I admire you so much with everything that you're going through because Thank you don't you. really you haven't talked about it on your social media and no I, I haven't and I've, I've gone back and forth because I had a friend that say I you know I think you should mention it on on your Instagram and I thought well my Instagram's not my diary no, you know it's I no. normally just have like work stuff on it and if anything people always reach out and go oh you know your Inst- Instagram makes me smile or it makes me happy it gives me hope and you know, I know that because they're, you know, aspiring actors. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if if not, even if it's just someone who's a fan of a show that I've worked on, um, I just I don't go there. I'm going here because you're a friend and why not? And I thanks for taking the time, by the way. Yeah, no, we've it's, been trying it's, to get together. And it's, it's I was like, well, let's just have a glass of wine <laughs> over two mics. <laughs> you know, we wanted, to have, we wanted to get together it. for a glass of wine anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's a caretaker who has been pretty flaky. And then this Mm. morning got the text saying, oh, I can't come to work today, which completely throws my schedule because I have all this stuff, you know, lined up. And I thought, what if I was on set today? And excuse me, I'm just I'm trying to figure out the next few days. And uh, but I'm staying positive. It's going to it's yeah. going to work out. It's oh, going to work out. I mean, again, uh, you are um, you're you're a force to be reckoned, and your mother is so very fortunate to have you, and you're fortunate Thanks. to have your mom. I've met your mom, Aww, and I, I I love her. She's an amazing, strong uh, woman that yeah. loves you so much and just yeah. looks at you with stars in her eyes. And yeah. And yeah, it, we have you know, a special it, bond, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's been a trying time because obviously she's in pain and it's constant. She's confused what's going on. And she even asked me, she's like, am I dying? Be, be honest with you, uh, with me. And I, I mean, what do I say to that? And I said, Ma, you're not, you know, but we're, 
receiving all these um, all this paperwork that we need to fill out. It's scary. You know, DNR, mm-hmm. mortuary arrangements. Do you want to be cremated? Do you want to be buried? Oh, Where? Jesus. And I'm like, oh, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. I have to tell you a story about hospice. So when your doctor realizes, you know, the patient is there, he says, okay, I'm going to have, um, you know, a company reach out to you. Oh, okay, fine. But suddenly you're being bombarded by all these different hospice agencies. I had no idea. It was like a multi-million dollar <laughs> business, you know, where they can kind of scam the, the insurance companies. Oh, darn. But yeah, so yeah. I reached out to this hospice agency and um, I see I get another call and I said, oh, hold on. But I recognize the number because it's this woman from a hospice agency that I had interviewed last month. And I liked her in the sense that she was professional and thorough. What I didn't like was she was very pushy. Like towards the end, mm. she gave me like 10 documents and really wanted me to sign right away. And I said, I can't sign a DNR right now. Like I, it was just too much going on. But anyway, she gets Red on the, flag. you know, yeah. So I get on the phone and she said, Hey, Iris, do you want, um, do you want me to get our medical director on the phone? And at that point I'm seeing the color leave my mom's face. Her lips are turning purple. She's not really breathing. I'm freaking out. I said, yes. I said, hold on one second. So I get off on the other line. I get back on. I go, Hey, I'm back. And she goes walking dead. What? Walking dead. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. I'm thinking, um, she likes, she watches a show. She, why is she telling me? And then I go, oh my God, she's talking about Tales of the Walking Dead? Because she looked me up and I went, um, yeah, uh, I, How yeah, I don't, I don't, I, it's coming out. I don't know when it's coming out. Maybe next month. And she goes, yeah, I know. Yeah. She goes, anyway, getting back to your mother. That's really spooky and inappropriate. Uh, it really threw me. And because I didn't really have my bearings, I didn't respond in the way I want to respond now. And you, you know, I just, it was, I, it was so gross. And I just thought later, I'm like, what was the point of that? It was just, it it's, was awful. She just treated, she did not treat me like a human being. You don't really want those words coming out of the mouth of your hospice. Yeah. Walking she's the dead. Like it, would, it would throw me off. I'm like, what yeah. do you mean walking dead? Like, yeah. if, you know, <laughs> Yeah, well, I was throwing. You know, it's interesting. You would think that I would know what she was referring to from the get go, no, but I, I, I th- no, I, I would have thrown me off. Yeah, I mean, completely. I was like stressed out, and I mean, yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, I was literally, I was, I was crying. I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh my god, is my mom going to just go in front of me? And then I get this call, and she says, you know, medical director. I go, oh my god, yes, I can get someone on the phone to help me, tell me what to do because you know, is she even going to make it to the hospital? Like, is she going to wait like a bunch of hours to even be seen at the hospital? So she's going to solve my problems. And then she comes to me with this BS. I go, what? It's almost salesy. Like she's trying to get you in, you know, to to be, to sign with them because she's a fan. And that's, that's really disheartening to hear. It was weird. It was weird. And I complained to the company and they were mortified. Good. They were like, what? They I'm said, glad. oh my God, we're so sorry. And then one of the ladies that works in the office said, you know, you're actually not the first family to complain. She's been like that with others. She's very pushy. But it's a, it's a numbers game. They have a quota to meet, so they don't care. She stalks everyone. Yeah. She's on everyone's Instagram. Yeah, it was, it was strange. <laughs> and TikTok. She's doing dances with the kids. Hey, <laughs> sign with us. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Weird. Um, yeah, that's... that's I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wanted to tell you that. That was just very strange. Yeah. I'm trying to like hide my hand because my nails are a hot mess. My nails are so Ugh. bad. My, uh, yeah, I've um, sorry, did I stop? needed to get, uh, why don't we do that? Okay. So thank you for coming on the podcast, but let's do a Manny Petty 
soon like maybe I, I, next week or something yeah i don't know if i go wait some girl week. okay yeah no can i <laughs> i know i just said next week because i know how busy you are but yeah after this <laughs> yeah i'm like i'll make <laughs> right time for this, let's go for a manny petty <laughs> we need some girl time um but i uh i'm so I, I just i'm in awe i'm in awe of how much you finagle I'm in awe of how you live your life. I'm in awe that not only are you an actor and uh, a successful one at that, but you are not, um, you're approachable. You're just salt of the earth. You help people. You stop. You smell the flowers. You volunteer. You're not, you're not one of these self-centered entertainers climby. You, you're the uh. antithesis of what everyone thinks an Angelinos, actor is an actor and <laughs> Angelinos, right? But yeah, but I think more of actors and just entertainers and you, you really could not be more opposite. You are so, oh, so you. refreshing and you give to the world and you're, you've been a, just a wonderful, wonderful cry. friend <laughs> to me. And, uh, and thank you for being on for this part two or no, really technically part three, right. because you've been, you were, you know, on the previous podcast. Yeah. No, well, thanks for store, having me. And, I was like, and, she's not going to invite me again. I've and, already, oh my goodness. <laughs> and you come to my shows. Of course and, I have to support uh, you. I mean, and, you're so talented. I love, oh, love, you, love uh, going to see your shows. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's yeah. that, you know, and I, and I, I'm always like, oh, I have to, I have to come up with new material. I don't want Iris to get bored. <laughs> no, I, I laugh every time. Punches, you know, <laughs> but no, thank you for coming to my shows and you're, you're so supportive and promoting me on your social media. And of course, let me tell you uh, something. That's the one thing I don't, want to try I don't no way it scares the heck out of me you guys what you do to get up there and tell jokes oh, oh my gosh you know and I'm born and raised in New York so I know like New Yorkers are a really tough audience they'll boo you they'll tell you how they yeah, feel they go oh god I've been booed <laughs> <laughs> you have I can't imagine that I mean I've been uh, heckled yeah oh, I mean because gosh. you have to start you have to start at the bottom and like with anything you know and you're not going to be you're not going to be great from the get-go. You have to start and, yeah, start and fall yeah. on your face. And I've, I've fallen on my face over and over again, but that's become part of my brand, you see. <laughs> <laughs> you fall on your face and you just have another bottle of bubbly. Uh, <laughs> no, I think you're great. You're so sharp. You're seasoned. It's just, it's always fun to come out and see you well, and support thanks. you. And, well, yeah. and thanks. And, and so speaking of your social media, you can be found at... Iris Elmario. That's just my name. And yeah. that's, and that, and, and I'm pretty much, I'm TikTok active on, um, you know, TikTok, it's funny because I only have a few posts up and it's on there just so I have an account so I can watch everybody else's content. I'm, I should probably you, use you it a little me bit it's, more. It's a little bit of your, uh, your oh. afternoon or late night candy when you just need to unwind just, and yeah. just not think of anything. Yeah. It's just, I'm so impressed by people who they're just so creative and I'm, I'm either laughing out loud or I'm crying. I'm like, wow, I'm just so affected. There is I'm some so moving moved. stuff on TikTok. Uh, but for me, it's, it's Instagram really. Okay. Instagram. Yeah. That's Instagram's really where I'm at. The, yeah. The main thing and, and uh, stay tuned for the debut of Tales uh, of the Tales Walking, of the Walking Dead. Dead. August 14th on August. AMC. August 14th, AMC. You can see our Iris Mario. <laughs> I'm really, really looking forward. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you. And let's go get a Manny Petty. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in to Drinking During Business Hours.